Hello, 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 and welcome to the unofficial Make It So podcast. I'm Ross, Ross Manfortel, faithful reader on the forums. And I'm Nathan And we are here with the final entries. On a long road. Getting from there to here. Let me stop this before people just start slapping me across the face. Um, we, we've, although there's only two finalists, we've got three files to look at, which is a little odd, but we'll just go with it. Um, bef- before we get into these, we do want to thank um, the contestants, especially the finalists and their teams. Um, big thanks to Charlie for hosting this. And also, big thanks to Corbin for hosting this on the iTunes. Um, you all set to crack open this first file? I am indeed. All right. Okay, this looks like it's the um, original series-themed set that's trying to make original series a little more standalone. Right, which falls in line with the recent 1E happenings with making... Uh, TNG and DS9 more standalone. Right. Just ha- having the factions kind of stand on their own two feet and kind of be able to keep up with the power curve set up by the Delta Quadrant. Right. And the Delta Quadrant has always been kind of simply by being a separate quadrant. So Voyager was always kind of its own deal. Right. Um, and I posted on the forums that between the two of them, I really thought that this was the stronger entry just because it was timely enough and it did seem like there was a little more focus in this one compared to the other set. And I definitely agree that there's way more focus. They have a, a set theme, whereas the other, uh, the other file, which we won't get too much into yet, uh, is a little more scattershot as far as who gets what. Right. Well, uh, oddly enough, the the set actually starts out with an event, which is fairly odd for a set to start out with. Usually there's a dilemma to toss in a deck here or there. But um, this is a seater or a player, and once each turn, if your all-TOS crew solves a mission, you've got five points and you draw two cards. I don't see any reason why... One that's almost known all TOS. Right. This pretty much says, play me if you're using TOS. But I I do like how it does help out a faction that doesn't have any draw engines or mission specialists. The one concern I do have with it is only your crew or away team has to be all TOS. So you could actually have some mix of personnel in play, clear out all the dilemmas, and then, oh, oops, I didn't have the requirements. Now I send down this TOS guy who's got them all and complete this and get the bonus, even though I'm not really playing all TOS. Right. And that that is a big concern, especially with an affiliation that you don't need anything special to play them. I mean, they're alternate universe and they've got the affiliation icons. Right, so as long as you've got a Federation help post or office of the president and you've got the alternate universe, the way you can play all of them. Right, so th- this is something that you could stack 
on top of all the other cool stuff. And unless they put the um, only original series cards a little earlier so that it... I mean, kind of like some other cards have, if you play non-TOS card, discard this card. Um, one way you can actually run this is there are some personnel who have the TOS icon and the DS9 property logo. So you could actually run a V-shaped quadrant deck and have Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Sisko and them complete your missions. Right. And since the theme, well, the, the theme didn't completely state, no, it, it did state Fed TOS and Klingon TOS. It, it didn't mention non-aligned support or um, the Deep Space Nine personnel. Um, so I, I do kind of feel like that's kind of Going, uh, go, going against the purpose of it all, so to speak. Right. Yeah, it, having the icon on there makes it feel like it's possible first, but then when you get down to it, there's ways around it. Right. And that's not a good thing. Right. Well, the, the, the next card is five-year mission. Um, an incident... But I, I just feel like that, that event could have benefited from more text, including this discard incident, if you have in play or have played a non-original series personnel or ship. Right. So this five-year mission is kind of taking place to reshape the quadrant or continuing mission, where it's laying out these are the personnel and ships that you want to use. Right. And it's it's really good that you not only get a ship out, but you can get a nice ship out. A ship that probably has its own special that you can go ahead and use. Right. And it's also nice that you could report their matching commander. So you don't even need to use a special download to get their commander. You can just report them for free. As long as you can get them into your hand, right? Right. Um, and also, you could get your universal original series personnel that you do not currently have in play for free. So that kind of folds additional hands and uh, new arrivals into this one card as well. Right. And be between these two, as the if I think I have this as the designers intended, th this really will help them match the speed of the other affiliations and factions in the game. Definitely, because unlike new arrivals, you don't discard this card when you play too many replays. Right. And and then we get into a mission that is as far as I could see Without your temporal micro wormhole and Davidian door and whatever the heck other shenanigans you want to use is the only card you'd be able to use in a in pretty much any deck out there. Uh, so this mission is defend requires leadership, security, honor, and science. Uh, none of those are terribly rare skills or classifications. 
Yeah, they're they're all readily available across several affiliations, especially leadership and honor. Um, quite, quite honestly, if your crew can't complete this mission, you probably either have a really specialized deck or have bigger problems on your hands. Right, maybe if you're working the illegitimate room, that's about it. Um, also, the non-board affiliation and type restrictions do not apply here, so feel free to have your federation blow up anyone who comes into this column. Yeah, I, I get the feeling with the episode, but number one, I'm, I'm not sure that Borg don't need to be not included just because they're specifically in their rules that they can't attack unless it's specifically allowed to by a card. Well, if they just lifted all the attack restrictions, I think that might lift that restriction, and then they could attack. Right. But I, I, that text is a little strange to me because you're not going to put it in there. You're not going to use this mission for that text. Because huh? it only applies to this mission. Right. I mean, there, there are ways to force your opponent to stop by the mission, but that just seems like an awfully long way to go to do some attacks when there's easier ways to do it. Right. Such as... Right. Who has leadership, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of any reason why that text would make me want to use this mission. Now, obviously I want to use the mission because it's an easy mission, but not for the text. The text almost seems like a drawback because your opponent may be able to shoot at you with you weren't really expecting them to be able to. Yeah, not, not just that, but all it takes is one stopped mission attempt, and you're a sitting duck. Right, because that doesn't apply just to ships. Being down, go up too. I'd, I'd, I'd just be more interested in destroying their ship, which is probably parked at the planet, and then just leaving the crew there stranded. That can work too. And then we have this um, little objective called Slingshot Around the Sun. Which has a TOS logo, but uh, the name to me calls up Voyage Home. Right, well, it, it did originate in the original series, not, not in that text, not, not in that exact verbiage. They did do some time travel. Uh, I believe that was their means. And uh, this team has covered all their bases by allowing this card to work with both TOS and motion picture ships. Right. Um, I, I do know that there's an issue with um, canon just because it's unofficially stated that only the original Enterprise could do the slingshot around the sun. But th this way lets them do it and have the time location not be a barrier to being able to play something feasibly. Right, and I think this also goes back to assuming uh, the world will lose the red icon. 
because otherwise you could just use temporal vortex and you wouldn't necessarily need all of this. The plus two attributes to your ship is nice, but it only lasts till the end of the turn. Well, you are getting slingshotted, but I'm bum. And I, I do like how it's ships native to this timeline, which is a nice way to make sure that not everyone in the galaxy is doing this. True. I do see this as a good way to hide the web. Hmm. Put this on Earth. Uh, because it, it does exclude non-alternate universe cards from Battle Gear. Uh, yes. George and Gracie are of the alternate universe, but that would prevent a lot of people from coming back and battling them. Right. Well, the, the thing is, if you go back in time and... Well, oh, yeah, because it plays on a time location, meaning you're probably equipped to time travel. Um, I, I'd, ima I'd imagine that several players just don't have time travel in their decks unless they're specifically planning on doing it. Right. And since I've obviously got time locations, I would be able to do that. Right. But um, one, one weakness that I have on this card is your personnel native to this timeline may attempt mission and corresponding space line location. H how the heck is TOS supposed to solve espionage mission? Mm, reflection therapy. Okay. Twice. Okay. Okay, I get it. Okay, yeah. I, I think that we get it. Um, I think that might actually work a little bit better with uh, Camp Ketimer because it does include motion picture ships. Uh, you can have your Federation people go out and attempt uh, the Ketimer investigation. Right. So the, the, this does seem like a really good all-around utility card kind of geared towards the original series and movie era. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering why it's an objective and not an incident. I mean, not, nothing here really seems like it's side mission-y, once per game, awesomeness, do this and get this bonus kind of thing. I agree. Um, I wasn't looking too much at the card type, but this could easily have been an incident, and I wouldn't have blinked at it. Right. And then, um, lo looking at these personnel, um, we're, we're starting out with the good Commodore Stone. And uh, um, according to the monkeys in my basement, this is the only VIP in law that Original Series Federation would have access to. So, good for this team uh, for that. Hopefully, they realize that we just chance into it. And they can throw that uh, TOS had access to that. Right. Well, the, the thing is, I, I believe TOS does have a decent amount of physics. But um, the, the, these are all some nice, solid skills for the affiliation to have. This personnel also as a president, though so if you're not running straight TOS, you, or even if you are, uh, you can play him for free at Office of the President. 
and you could also pass executive authorization. Very nice. So, yeah, I, I do like that they have a president as opposed to just taking some random background guy from when Kirk was at Earth and just saying he's the president, trust us, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yes, and he's not actually the president of the Federation, but uh, this, this text does still count. Uh, he also creates something of a broken link because now we have commanders for facilities, and he is the commander of Starbase 11 but I don't believe there's a Starbase 11 in the game yet. Right. Well, I, I imagine if we get a Starbase 11, we'd also get a corresponding time location. Cause, ju just because that would be in the past. True, although, uh, if I recall correctly, Starfleet has a Starbase that just has the AU icon. Right. But another thing I like about him is he's also the captain of a universal ship. Right, captain of the Starship Constitution. Which means you can play him for free aboard the Starship Constitution with five-year mission. Yes. So I've, I've got to say, all around, a really nice personnel. Yes. Every sentence here has something very important. Yes, they, yes it is. And, and then we get to uh, Lieutenant Masters, who's got some very nice, although confusing, skills on one personnel. Your science, astrophysics, geology, and honor. Right. Um, a astrophysics kind of goes with the science. Al although I, I do believe that um, science and astrophysics are fairly well represented already in the affiliation or faction. Yeah, I, I just see, see this as kind of a wasted opportunity to have some other stuff put in. Right, and having uh, three skill bots means that she is not a support panel, she is not a missionist. So that right there, you know, despite having more skills, makes her a little bit less stockable. Right. Um, although geology is fairly rare in the sub-affiliation. And then we, um, sorry? We have another universal personnel in Lieutenant Rowe. Yes. Lieutenant Rowe has the security classification and also some kind of odd skills with archaeology and stellar cartography and navigation. Right. Um... I, I um, stellar cartography and archaeology are also pretty rare in the sub affiliation, but security 
Lieutenant Grant is security, and I know if you're playing an original series deck, you're using Lieutenant Grant. He's the red shirt guy. Well, that doesn't sound good for his survival. Uh, Lieutenant Drew is also a red shirt guy. So yes. Uh, now, I just looked up both. Lieutenant Masters and Lieutenant Rowe on Memory Alpha. Uh, the, the bit about the dilithium crystals was actually Lieutenant Masters' job, but I, I don't see anything specifying that Lieutenant Rowe dabbled in archaeology. So I, I think that was actually um, made up for this card. Well, the, the question is, do we hold it against this card, or do we hold it against the rest of the game that always has these random skills put on these personnel that we saw for a millisecond and they're there just to help out the affiliation. Yeah, I think that's kind of the nature of the game, so I'm not going to hold that against them. Right, and I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I feel that, you know, it's kind of okay for everyone to kind of have a side hobby and I'd, I'd, I'd you know, it's, it's okay if there's one on there, but if there's like 30 on there, then it's just too much. Then it's trying too hard. Yes. Uh, moving back to unique personnel, we have Marla McGibbons, who is dual affiliation, both Federation and non-aligned. Yes, and th those of us who are fans of second edition will <laughs> are very familiar with this personnel. Right. So I, 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 sorry. This Marla McGivers, uh, in my opinion, the most interesting thing about her has treachery or honor and can change at any time. Yes, but both are skills that are really not in abundance in the original series. So th this is a way to help, whichever way you want to go. Right. So that, that, that really is a nice way to get some mileage out of her personnel and add in some really nifty truck sense to boot. And she does appropriately have anthropology because Marla McGivers was a historian. Uh, first and foremost, that was her role on the ship. Right, which lends well to the anthropology, and I, I can see that helping out with computer skill. Transporter skill is there because she helped with the beaming aspect. And I guess engineer works? Yeah, um, she wasn't really a civilian. I'd, I'd feel most comfortable giving her an officer classification than engineer. I think I'd probably agree with you on that. She didn't fix anything. I mean, well, she, she did kind of explain stuff to Khan. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. Uh, 
but so so can a five year old explain what a transporter is and a replicator and all that other kind of stuff? Right. She didn't go into the technical details. He learned that from reading the technical manuscripts that Kirk was so generous to give to him. Genius move by Kirk. Yes. And then we um we, we come to some Klingon personnel and the, the thing that most surprised me is I believe as of right now there's more original series Romulan personnel than there are Klingon personnel in the game. Wow, I would not have guessed that. Yes, is, well I remember on the thread there were a lot of people that complained you know, what, what about getting an original series Romulan crew going? And I'm like, we, we've already got all the important people th that we care about as cards. Yeah, that, uh, that is a surprise to me. But, you know, if you do want to run an all-TOS Romulan deck, you can do that with what's in this set. You can run around the captain's chair and five-year mission and do a Romulan deck that way. Right. But l looking at these Klingon personnel, we start out with Captain Kang. And again, I could have sworn that we had Kang, Koloth, and Kor in trouble with Tribbles, but no, my crazy memory got the best of me once again. It's, sometimes it's really odd in the game or not because I would have sworn to you that this was already in the game. I mean, especially with a set that you need to fill over 100 slots based on the original series. But yeah, it seems like they would be prime targets. Uh, nope, we have Arnie Davin, Darwin, however you pronounce his name, and Captain Koloff, not the other guys. Yes. Well, the, the, thankfully, this is kind of closed up here. We've, we're starting off with good old Captain Kang. Uh, not to be confused with Captain Kang, which is a whole other property. Right. I, I would have loved if this card was called Captain Kangaroo, but everyone else would have probably just started tearing points off. Probably. So, good job on not doing that. Yes. And I've I've got to say these these are some really good basic skills that you should have in your deck, but are very hard to find on original series Klingon personnel. And they're skills that make sense for Ken uh, diplomacy, especially. Because right. He did actually come to a sort of accord with Captain Kirk. Right. Only a fool fights in a burning house. Exactly. Um, and again, there's a broken link for a ship. Being captain of the Kalade. Um, do we ever see the Kalade? I'm not sure that we do. Right. But I am—I um, I do note that with his attempting to take control of the Starship Enterprise, 
That that's one of those things that I'd suspect that rules wouldn't ask creative to either make an official Captain C or just state that he failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would qualify for the Captain C. Based on the episode, he never actually took over the ship. So I would I would rule not Captain. He attempted, did not succeed. Right. Another question, though, is, well, it's not a question yet, but you got to figure at some point in time, romantically involved will become important. And Captain Kang is married tomorrow, but it doesn't actually specify that he's romantically involved with her. Right, meaning that whoever makes the romantically involved card at some point will need to put romantically involved, parentheses, or married to... Which just seems like an awfully long way to put something. Right, either that or Captain just won't get benefits from whatever hypothetical card that may be. Um, which you know, may not sound important, but I, I think it is a good idea to keep future possibilities in mind when you're signing cards. As opposed to eight sets down the line where we say, oh wait, we need to errata five cards because this... These eight cards don't work anymore. Either that or, okay, uh, all the cards that have this in their form and these three other cards, we can list out because they never had that. And um, then we get good old Governor Corps. Governor Corps, who didn't appear to captain any starship in the episode. Uh, just kind of took over Organa, Organia, uh, whichever way you want to pronounce that. Right. Turned Spock into a vegetable. Uh, I understand where he's coming from entirely. But I, I do like how this is a member of the Klingon High Council. That's true. Uh, he, he doesn't have to be a member, he just has to mention it. Uh, so this is a free play for the Klingons at their home. And th this download is probably not something you're going to put in a general Klingon deck. Any TOS equipment card. Probably not. You're going to need you know, several TOS personnel, if not all TOS in order to get maximum usage out of that, that download. Right. And, and again, for the most part, some really nice basic basic skills you'll need. And there's law thrown in. <laughs> it's always nice to see law. That's uh, an underused skill. Uh, although I'm not quite sure what legal precedent you have for going down to a planet saying you're all Klingons, deal with it, actually is. It's Klingon legal precedent. Good point. It's pretty much how they run things. Yes. Well, that, that does kind of translate into him having honor, but there being seven integrity. Yeah, Klingon honor. Yes. That does not necessarily make sense. 
Right, but I've got to say, nice attributes across the board, icons look great. All in all, another nice card. Right. Well, universals do really help you fill out your skill holes. And we, we start off with a card called Kina, um, who's apparently one of Kang's navigators. And uh, although we rarely saw the Klingon vessel, he does give bonuses to the D7 class. It does make sense to me to have um, ground on that episode, but it's still a lot of just right. Uh, worth noting that there is not cumulative. So you could have several D7s, each with range plus one, but 17 Kinas on one D7 only gets you plus one. Right. But um, the, the scales of officer navigation stellar cartography. Those all seem like very navigatory skills to me. Yes, and skill, skills that you'd probably want to have in your deck, and especially engineer is very useful in multiples. And then our other universal is Lerna, uh, who is a nurse. Yes, I, I realize that they made her nurse, but the thing is, we, we already have a Universal Klingon original series medical personnel. I mean, the, this just seems like a wasted opportunity to have another. In, in a sub-affiliation that only has four Universal personnel, this just seems like a wasted opportunity to have another classification that you could have in multiples. I doubt it. I, I will start some of my monkeys in the basement to look that up, but I, I do seriously doubt it. And it, you know, it's it's not a deal breaker, game breaker for there to be a nurse on the Universal Klingons. It, it is a nice little bonus for them to have. It, it doesn't entirely mess them out of some things that the sub-affiliation doesn't have access to. And the, the skills are all medical style skills, but they're all they're, they're all skills you'd like to have, and they all do seem like they'd be on the same personnel. Right, biology and exobiology are staples of, of the medical profession. Um, archaeology is a little bit weird, but um, nothing that I could not see somebody having. Right, and the, the other universal Klingon medical is actually not a nurse. Yeah, uh, it would be a little bit hard to justify somebody being in a nurse and not being medical classification. So it's kind of a catch-22. 
do we leave them without a nurse or do we give them an extra medical? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd point to Tom, Paris, and Kess as personnel who are nurses but not medical per se. I mean, just put the word occasional before it. Boom, you're good to go. That's true. Yeah. Well, we had Captain Tang earlier, so it's only fair that we get his wife, Mara. Well, sp speaking of things that are fair... Well, um, Lerna's, before we get to her, Lerna's strength of six and Mara's strength of six do seem a little low for Klingons. True. Kina's got a uh, seven. And then Kang has an eight and Kor has a nine. Uh, as well as uh, Crichton having a nine. We'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. I, I just feel like Kang would not have chosen someone that much weaker than he is for a wife. As I recall, he referred to her as strong. So, I don't know what's going on I mean, especially with a unique personnel that we've seen that we're very familiar with. properly have bonds because she is the science officer, uh, as well as several science-type skills. So all of these make sense. Stellar cartography, physics, geology, anthropology, and of course we saw her acting honorably, which for TOS Klingons was kind of rare for us to understand that they were acting honorably at the time. Right. And I, I believe that honor will come into play with Defend Colony. I, I, I like how looking at this set, the Federation can't solve that mission on its own, but the Klingons can. <laughs> I have not checked into that. That's an interesting fact. Yes. And I, I gotta say, I really do like this personnel. Skills that make sense, geology, you can work into it. Um... All around good personnel. Fit makes sense as a unique. And just so that we have someone in the sub affiliation that's not Klingon by species, we have Crichton. So um, he's your um, dual affiliation Klingon non-aligned. And you've got your security engineer in physics with a download of classic communicator. And it, it does fit that they would be dual affiliation, Klingon non-aligned. And, and also that classic communicator can help you get the skills you need when you're down on the planet and need something in a hurry. 
none of the other Klingon affiliations have known Right. Well, but between the treachery on Crichton and the honor on Mara, you do cover a lot of bases. I'm, I'm just concerned that the, the integrity... I, I realize that he has treachery, but integrity of three does seem a little low, e even for someone that did pretty much sell out his homeworld, so to speak. Oh, no, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'd, I'd believe there'd be a treachery times two on this guy. And our final uh, personnel, final card, as a matter of fact, is a Neon Bond. Yes. Nice little universal guy in there. Good use of the word typical to make this guy universal. Yes. I do think it's interesting that we have a universal empathy personnel. Yes. I'm, I'm not quite entirely sure that should exist in the game. Um, also, giving a limited amounts of transporter skill to everyone in the galaxy might not be the best idea in the universe either. What exobiology and physics are Yeah, medical exobiology and physics are good. Um, I, I do also like that there's no... Um, there's no staffing icon. So he, he's not overly, overly powerful. and But with an integrity of two, there really should be some treachery here somewhere. Yeah, he has lower integrity. Yes. You know, medical exobiology and physics, I can get behind. With, with all these skills, he's not going to qualify for mission or support personnel. And then he's missing treachery. Just, just kind of misses the boat for me. Yeah, for, for me, the biggest glaring thing is the empathy. And just having that on a universal personnel, on, on a non-aligned universal personnel. It's kind of dangerous territory, in my opinion. Right. On the right side, you won't really help you get around going to Shockwave all that much. Right. <laughs> You'll have the empathy, but the integrity. Well, I imagine those decks, empathy is the bigger need than integrity, which you could have integrity evade on every other personnel, leaving your integrity Bergerans. True. Or you can just have what? 18 copies of pop? But in, in a set all about enhancing the original series as a faction without using treaties or mirror universe, this just helps too many decks other than original series. Right. I, you know, he is native to that timeline, but as we mentioned earlier, all it takes is one alternate universe doorway, and this guy is showing up all over the Alpha Quadrant. Well, but you could also use your temporal micro wormhole if you're that desperate for empathy in your mirror delta or gamma quadrant. Yeah. 
Right. So, um, what what are your thoughts overall on this entry? Overall, what I like this entry. I, I like the fact that they picked one theme and stuck to it. Um, even though it's kind of split into two sides, depending on the Federation and the Klingons, it has that common theme of the original series. And personally, I'm a big fan of the original series, so you know, I like that aspect of it. Uh, and I think it is good timing with having had continuing mission not that long ago and reshape the quadrant to go ahead and say you know, the next step is sectioning off the original series. Right. I, I do really like the focus that this set took. It, it does fit precisely into the timeline. These are the skills that are needed for a designer in this point. You know, it's it's nothing that's really out there. You know, it's not just going in this completely random direction while we're doing these. I, I just think that fr from an execution standpoint, it's a little bit muddled. I, I just think that this set would have been better just focusing entirely on the Klingons. Just, you know, the, the Federation, they, they've got their skills on Deep Space Nine personnel. Just f focus on the Klingons. They really need the personnel. Let's give them the stuff they need. We g give some verbs to make them work but really put a lot of Klingons in here just to give them the ability to really stand on their own two feet. I'm, I'm not quite sure that having a dozen or so personnel is really the way to go, especially with the negative perception that the population really had with the densely packed Delta Quadrant affiliations. Well, I think that about some for our first file. Well, the, um, the, the other thing I'm wondering is, um, could these guys have just broken the rule and had an all-personnel or a mostly-personnel set? Absolutely. In the first Make It Play, uh, the set that won was half-personnel, half-set. No events, no equipment, no dilemmas, no missions. Just shifts people. Right. Well, I, I, I know in the challenge criteria, it specifically said that these are the requirements, but there's also points for following those requirements. So if, if you're willing to lose those 20 points... The que yeah, the question then is, is it worth sacrificing those points to potentially gain more? Right. But as you said, it's time to look at this other file here. Wow. Wait. Is, is this? This is the Maquis set. I think so, yeah. Wow. Well, I'd, I'd say let's go through this. All right. Card 